Welcome to the good life. Uh. Welcome to the good life. The wait is over. Welcome to the good life. And after all the talk, all I gotta say is Welcome to the good life. You're welcome. You're all welcome. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I guess the shine. Okay, we're taping this. It's 1021 on a Sunday morning. I'm with Michael Reese, a.k.a. Felix Gray. Uh, so, last night was probably one of the most heartbreaking losses of the past few seasons with Michigan. I think I had four mini strokes. Shea Patterson looked really good, like he could be in the NFL, sort of like what we thought he was going to be, and Charbonnet looked pretty good too. It sucks because I was really emotionally invested in this team. Uh, I'll let Reese start. What did you see last night? How did you feel? What's the deal? Sure. Well, first of all, I think uh, in the last few years, there's actually been more emotional and heartbreaking um, to Ohio State and Michigan State, but this one was up there definitely pretty bad. Um, agree with you. Shea looked better than he has in probably a year or two. Um, I think the team over very good. Um they put they, they had more fight and kind of uh, hunger than I've seen all year. However, uh, can't go down twenty one nothing on the road uh, to a team like Penn State and also have you know a handful of, of mental lapses where you give up sixty yard touchdown plays. Um, so again, it's super frustrating. The team looked good. They obviously had that play on fourth down to tie it, which would have uh, given Michigan a lot of momentum, and I think. Uh, would have won the game, but just just like you know the past few years with Harbaugh, we couldn't get we couldn't get a call to go our way. We couldn't get you know a lucky break, and and it didn't go our way. So it was tough. You know, one. one thing that was really interesting is was the play calling. I thought the play calling was tremendously better. Usually, what we do is on first and second down, we just hand it off to the back for two yard gains. Patterson, they were letting Patterson finally throw the ball, and it's interesting because we most of us didn't think he could throw the ball. And when he used his feet, like when he used his feet, even on that final play, when he threw it to Ronnie Bell, he was about to get sacked and he makes it, he looked really, really impressive. He Probably did. He best. did. Go ahead. I, yeah. I, I think the only thing that was missing was uh, a few more, you know, deep shots down the field. You had that one to Nico Collins that was called back on some penalty. Um, but besides that, I'm not sure how many passes he made that was, you know, over 20 yards, which would have been nice. But again, Agree with you. He's very mobile. He's very aware in the pocket, which you didn't see much in the past few games, and and made some big plays to get rid of the ball quickly against a tough defense. Yeah, another issue is I'm sick of hearing Donovan Peoples-Jones is good. He he's he might be the third best receiver on that team for someone that's supposed to be a top NFL prospect. Nico Collins is huge. He looks like an absolute stud. I think he's the most talented ready. Tariq Black had three catches, I think, for nine yards out of seven targets. He didn't look great. And then, I mean, I know Ronnie Bell dropped that catch, but you have to remember, he had that big, I think, 35-yard yeah. Yeah. run. Um, yeah, I completely probably... agree. Ronnie, Ronnie Bell has been amazing all year. Nico, whenever given the, the opportunity, has been making the big plays. And I agree, Donovan Peoples-Jones has been a huge disappointment. I think Tariq Black, you got to throw in there, too. They, they haven't done anything all year. Um, I don't know if they've gotten as much of an opportunity as, as the others, so that, that may be part of it. But um, there definitely has been a lack of production from both those guys, and I don't know if that's 
uh, play calling. I don't know if that's Shea not giving them looks or them not getting open. But um, coming into the season, you know, you expected this receiving core with Josh Gaddis to be, you know, a top 10 uh, group in the nation. And, and it definitely nope. hasn't been that. Um, and another thing I want to talk about is Charbonnet, because I have not been a big Michigan running back supporter this year at all. Charbonnet's had, you know, the three-touchdown game, but he's been averaging like three yards or something stupid like that for carry. When he got loose, he looked like a legitimate NFL prospect. I, did, I was completely shocked. He looked really good. And then they kept trying to shove it in at the end of the game with their third down back, Haskins, who's like one of the skinniest people on the fucking team. I had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that that was like my third mini stroke of the game at that point. When I was like, why are they running it with Haskins? <laughs> I really was getting really upset. What did, what do you think of Charbonnet? Was it like a fluke game? He looked really, really good. Yeah, no, I think he looked really good. And not only did he look good when he when he was finding the holes, there were a lot of a lot of plays where it looked like he was about to get stuffed right in the backfield and ended up getting you know two three yards, which is which is pretty clutch in those situations. Um, oh, a hundred percent, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I don't know about NFL ready, but he, he was looking good. No, I mean, obviously it's not NFL ready, but he looked like the type of things you're looking for in an NFL ready. There were flashes of it, at least. Um, yeah. And then the defense. So, it sort of sucks because they had played really, really well after those first three touchdowns they gave up in the first half. They yep. sort of shut out Penn State. And then for some reason, Josh Metalist, or Metalist, I don't know how you say his name, didn't realize he was supposed to cover the best receiver on their team. So their best receiver, who's also, who also might be the fastest player going into the next year, next year's NFL, literally just sprinted straight ahead. And I think – I don't – and then Metalis was just like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to stop running because he knew he didn't have a chance, which is fine. But that's their one play in the second half that led them to a touchdown. Like, that's been – it's not like they were driving down the field at any point in the second half. You know, which was why it was so frustrating that they gave up that touchdown. Yeah, no, touchdown. that's 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 classic Michigan defense. You know, you play amazing and you stop and you get them into like some third and long situation, and then somehow they get some big play, and that's that's why it's been so frustrating over the last few years. And last night, it's Reese, can you hear me? All right, yes, we sir. lost Reese. We lost Reese to all the listeners for a second, so we'll have to re. We'll have to re. We'll have to recomply it to, to make sure everything works. Um, do you do you remember what you were saying, or do you uh need a quick refresher? Um, I remember what I was saying, but I think I was done with the point, so we can move all on. All right, fire Harbaugh for the past year and a half now, and I'm sort of okay with him not being fired at this point. I love Don Brown, their defensive coordinator. I think he knows what he's doing at least somewhat. Do you think uh, Harbaugh needs to be gone, or what do you think? I think I'm, I think I'm one of the few people who uh, are still a Harbaugh supporter. I think the only reason I say that is because if we fire him, I'm just not sure, like, like who are we going to hire? Is, are there better options? I understand, like, he definitely hasn't produced to um, his ex- everyone's expectations. He's probably getting paid too much for, for the production, oh, yes. but – but but I, I just don't know if we can get someone better. So uh, I don't I don't see the and people don't realize like like people want to fire people just for a change and just because they just they, they want something different. But sometimes that something different isn't better. So you gotta gotta think about it logically too. Well, that's the side I'm on. It. You know, I just want to change. It's so so frustrating that we haven't beaten Ohio State in so many years, and we're paying Jim Harbaugh to be one of the most highest paid college coaches in the entire country, and we still haven't beaten in Ohio State in, what, like six or seven years at this point? Yeah, and it's, something absurd, yeah. And it's, like, so 
embarrassing and humiliating. Like, yeah, no, to... I, I I agree, but I also think like like you can't you can't just like hire you can't just like find a coach and be like, all right, this guy's gonna allow us to beat Ohio. Like Ohio State has been like a like one of the best college football teams in the country, like year in and year out for for I don't know six years. It's so and I mean. It's not easy to beat them. I, I, I agree. Like, it's it's pathetic that we haven't won in so long. And we had multiple chances with Harbaugh in the last few years where we had a team that was built to beat Ohio State and to compete in the national championship. And we had those, again, frustrating kind of last-minute breakdowns where we lost them in overtime and that fourth and short play with JT Barrett that – you know, was oh my gosh. Show- I mean, yeah, these these are these were heartbreaking games, but um, I agree. I mean, there's we need to beat Ohio State, but like, I don't know if hiring some new coach is going to do that for us. Well, let me give you a hypothetical um, that you might be very against. So, Ward Manuel, Michigan's AD, sleeping. It's like three thirty in the morning, and he gets a call. It's like, hey, I'll coach this team, and it's Urban Meyer. What do you what do you say if you're word manual? I say absolutely fucking no. Really? I might say yes. No way. Why? He's a he's an Ohio State man at heart, and it's just there's just too much conflict, and I don't I don't think that would ever happen. There's too much I, hate. There's too much hatred. I hate Urban Meyer. Don't get me wrong. From the bottom of my heart, I think he's a terrible person. But I really just want to win, and he's a really, really good football coach. You won't, you won't even consider it. No, you you bring up a good point though too. He is just a terrible person. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I think he I think Michigan <laughs> Michigan value Michigan values the the people aspect as well. So all right, just just throwing it out there. You know, I might be I might be I might be a little more optimistic about that because he is a good football coach, and I think he could get them to beat Ohio State ironically. Um, but so I guess. Are you gonna still watch the games this season? Like, I'm gonna watch. Yeah, for sure. Oh be, no, I'm not gonna for, be invested. For the sure. I mean, I'm. I'm not gonna. Well, the season's over, and the fact that we're not gonna make the college playoffs and probably not a great bowl, and even if it is a good bowl, who cares? Um, but I would. I, I. I'm still gonna watch, and I do think the season still has the potential to be a success if we're able to beat Notre. If basically, if we're able to win out and beat Notre Dame and Ohio State, I would consider this season a success, even if we're not in the college playoff. Yeah. So and I think, I think there is still something to play for and, and, and uh, I'll, I'll be watching for sure. And would you, I don't know, would you consider Shea Patterson an NFL quarterback if he keeps it up like this for the rest of the year? I mean, he probably, looks, probably he looks, not. If he plays the way he did for the rest of the year where he's mobilizing his body and making those throws, you know, there was a point yesterday where Michigan, I think, ran four straight screen plays just on the opposite side of the field. You know, those little screen passes they yeah, were throwing. Yeah. And I think yeah. Franklin knew they were knew like that was coming, but I don't think Franklin knew that they were going to run it four straight times in a row, um, which was might have been one of the oddest things I've ever seen in a football game. I mean, it worked <laughs> like three out of the four times for at least like five or six yards or more, but. I don't know. I, I really, like, I'm always the first one to say, let's get McCaffrey and let's get the ball rolling. I mean, I know McCaffrey looks like he got decapitated against Wisconsin or whatever game that was. But um, I really I really think McCaffrey has got that Michigan swagger. He's a stud. That's right. Yeah, Donald is a stud muffin. I agree. I agree. I, I don't think Shea's NFL ready at all. He, I mean, even it, he did play better than he usually does yesterday. But if you, you know, 
he still had more than a handful of throws where there were open people. Um, and, you know, maybe the receivers should have caught it, but he, oh, there was it, some... they're just they're just not good throws. He throws it behind receivers. He throws it low, and these are open guys. I mean, in fairness to Shea for his last game, I think for the first six games that's been true. Um, his receivers were just dropping balls that should not yeah. have been dropped. DPJ. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing here? And I always think DPJ is going to muff the punt. It didn't happen. I just get really nervous. Their punter, <laughs> shout out to Penn State's punter, by the way. He had some really good punts. Um, he did. He's a good punter. He is a good punter. I don't know his name, but if you're an NFL scout, you can call me. We can read the tape together. Um, anyways, we'll close, we'll close on this. Is there any world in which, I don't know, let's say, actually, first of all, I want to say this. How happy were you that Wisco lost yesterday? Uh, I mean, I was a little happy because I just don't really like Wisco at all. Fuck, but fuck Ethan Axelrod first and foremost. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> but it like if we were to win, if we were to beat Penn State yesterday and actually still be alive in this whole college playoff, um, it would have been better for Wisco to win. So when they look at our loss to Wisco, they're like, all right, this is like you know one of the best teams in the nation that they lost to. Um, that sort of thing, but now they lost to fucking Illinois. So, um, but since yeah, we lost to Penn State, since, since we lost to Penn State, now uh, I'm happy that Wisco lost, and they're probably out of the college playoff. And by the way, Penn State had a real big, big house feel. You know, there's I think 110,000 people in attendance. Like, yeah, I mean, their 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 whiteout is uh, probably it's a little racist, but yeah, <laughs> it's probably like the hardest place to play when it's like that. Which is why I was partly so impressed by uh, yeah, the way yeah, really exactly. Yep. Okay. So usually we have, we have a lot of state governors on this podcast, um, presidential candidates, um, and they usually plug things like the Affordable Health Care Act or some new bill they're trying to push. Do you have any, Do you have anything to plug? <laughs> um, I don't think I have anything to plug. I mean, go blue. That's about it. How about Felix Gray? No, I don't have anything to plug for that. You sure you don't? You sure you don't want to plug anything? <laughs> I'll leave the, I'll leave all the plugging to you. All right. Thank you, Michael Reese. The Michigan right. season's over. Ronnie Bell's still in tears. Talk to you soon. <laughs> All, right. All right. See you, Jason. All right. Thanks to Michael Reese for uh, providing some insight on that heart-wrenching loss. Uh, before we go, of course, we got to talk about the new Frank Ocean song that just came out. Um, so DHL, it's four minutes and 28 seconds. The day started with uh, a bunch of new merchandise popping up on the, st- on the uh, store online and then uh two vinyl records with the covers of dear april and i think cayenda which means falling down in spanish and we had heard snippets of those on the site as well but you know we thought maybe we'd get those today nothing what we thought was going to happen happened um so we end up at around i think five o'clock i was on the phone with reese and uh shouted to little way out at five twenty three, i get a notification that blonded radio is back oh oh eight so, of course, I'm freaking out. But like most people, I thought we were going to get those two covers. Um, so, you know, as usual, they play a bunch of songs. And at the end, we hear Cayendo, but not, you know, a studio mix or a studio version of that remix. It was just from the live show that he had on Thursday night at his uh, queer opening club called Prep. Um, and we get this song called DHL. So it premieres. And it's not, I don't think I've heard anything like this ever before. I don't even know how to describe it. It's spacey. There's some synths 
in between that space, cavernous out maybe. I don't even know how I describe the song. Um, but I enjoyed it. You know, I think the first listen, I was like, what am I listening to? And then I figured out. I put my emotions in different spots of the song, and I think I really liked it. I'm worried though that. For some people, they're going to be very underwhelmed by the song because it is very mellow and Ocean just does what he needs to. And it's very minimalistic, but there's a lot going on, even if it does sound really mellow. And, you know, you don't have to scroll through the lyrics. You just have to listen. Put on some good headphones and check it out. Um, I'm really excited. I think we're going to be in album mode. The album art has some potential album hints on it. So I'm very excited about that. And then we're going to get those two singles, whether they're ripped off the vinyl or I'm assuming Frank's going to release them um, in the next few weeks. And it looks like Blinded Radio is starting up again. So we'll see how this goes. I'm really, really excited. Supposedly, we're getting the Kanye album next week. If we got Kanye and Frank, I mean, I don't think I could be much happier. I mean, maybe if Ronnie Bell caught that pass. But anyways, check it out. DHL. It's everywhere, I'm sure. If you need it, you can email me for a link. But yeah, really good song. Thank you for listening.